on today's episode of Diving In. Sometimes our bodies will literally force us to take this break. We have no choice but to to listen to them. And that can be a scary thing because then work actually does suffer and take a backseat and we, we don't want anyone to get there. Welcome to Diving In, a podcast aiming to explore the deeper themes behind the entertainment and content creation industries. I'm Leslie Mosier. And I'm Marissa Mullen. Let's dive in. All right, everyone, welcome to this week's episode of Diving In. Today, we have a really great topic to to get into, and that is burnout, work-life balance and burnout. I mean, I don't know about you, Marissa, we've talked about this at length. Um, We're both in phases of our lives that we are definitely experiencing burnout. While we were writing some notes down for this episode, we were kind of in awe um, about how many points uh, we were touching on. And, you know, I think there's a much larger conversation that we can get into as well, because I truly feel like as a collective, we are all kind of experiencing this burnout. Definitely. It's so funny when we were first talking about this episode, before we even started talking about it, I was like, Leslie, I have this weird chest pain. I don't know where it's coming from. I don't think I'm sick, but like, I don't know what it could be. And then we're reading like the definition of burnout and it's like chest pains, stress. And I'm like, am I burnt out? Oh my God, I think I'm burnt out. (laughs) But it's okay because we have, we're going to talk about it. We're going to dive into it. We're going to normalize it. And it's okay to be burnt out because there's ways to get yourself out of the burnout as well. I think as a collective, we've been all experiencing such a massive shift. And with that comes even more of these symptoms and feelings of burnout. I mean, there used to be, and there still is in many industries and with many people's mindsets, but there used to be such an emphasis on like hustle culture and grinding. And I mean, there were even like shirts being sold that said hustle. And like, (laughs) it was such a thing. I feel like we measured our worth based on how hard we were working. And absolutely, we still are. But now it's time to turn that conversation more towards, you know, taking care of our bodies and our minds and how we're actually feeling physically. Yeah. Um, And that it's not always worth it to work this hard. Yeah, it's true. I mean, my personal experience with this, I feel like my whole life I've always overworked myself. I don't know why or how that started, but even from when I was in high school, I was working at a smoothie shop four days a week, interning at a record label um, in high school, just constantly working. And then, you know, throughout college and after college, getting my first job, um, which was at a late night TV show, definitely not a chill nine to five vibe at all. And when you're so young and you're fresh out of college, you have that hungry, you know, for sure hustle mentality because, you know, you're fresh into this industry. You really want to make a name for yourself. You want to work as hard as you possibly can. But after doing that for four years, it definitely takes a toll mentally, physically, emotionally, all of the above. And in my experience, um, when I left The Late Show with Stephen Colbert for Cheese, I thought that I was leaving this um, really intense schedule where I didn't have a lot of time for myself to enter more of a self-care energy because I was doing something that I loved. But then that turned into writing a cookbook in the span of four months. And once again, burning myself out and working 13 hour days. It's just like, no matter what industry you're in, um, if you are constantly putting yourself up against these unrealistic standards and pushing yourself and not listening to your body, 
you will end up in that cycle over and over again. So that's something that I've learned. Um, it took me until I moved into my own apartment and, you know, after COVID when everything this year in New York city, early on in January, February, 2021, um, things really took a halt, just like indoor dining and work, everything just slowed down. And it was the first time that I was actually able to take stock and be like, Oh, okay, this is actually what slowing down means. Not what I thought the idea of slowing down meant, but this is physically the action. And it was really hard to adjust to because I'm so used to going a thousand miles a minute every day. It's so hard to make that adjustment. And I feel like with any industry, but you know, you and I coming from the music or entertainment industry, you're so rewarded to be working as hard as possible. In fact, if you aren't working as hard as you possibly can, then you fall behind and your performance isn't as good in your boss's eyes. And my former job, you know, it was one of those things. It was just, you were constantly on call, um, had to constantly be available. And so when I, you know, started working for Doug the Pug and doing that full time, I put those expectations on myself. And as time has gone on, I've kind of been like, looking at my schedule or like the things that are on my to-do list. And I'm like, Leslie, you, you're making yourself do this. Like you don't have self-inflicted. to <laughs> self-inflicted, like, Oh, I feel stress. that stress. Um, and, and like you said, it's like, it's all about finding this balance. And it's so hard to find because we've never been told that that's okay. Exactly. And it's a matter of like taking it into our own hands. And this is something I want to get into like later on in this episode, but, um, you know, sometimes our bodies will literally force us to take this break. We have no choice but to, to listen to them. Um, and that can be a scary thing because then work actually does suffer and take a backseat and we, we don't want anyone to get there. So, yeah, like definitely. And, I feel like with this whole balance of work life, it is especially hard when you work in an industry that A, you're passionate about and it already is part of your life. So coming from music, you know, music was a hobby and a passion my whole life. And I always want to work in the music industry. It was something that I dreamed of when I was in high school. And then when I finally was there, I was going to shows and that was part of work but it was also my life. So the distinction between like what is considered work, what is considered life, the lines were very blurred. And similarly, when you are a personal assistant, there is no distinction between work and life. Because like you said, you know, I would be out to dinner with friends. First of all, I wouldn't get out of work until about 8.39 every night, go out to dinner with friends in the city, get a call from my boss. He needs something. I have to step out and take that call because this is what I'm getting paid for. This is my job. Mm -hmm. So getting to that point where you really realize like, okay, I don't come first in this job, but this job is also 24 hours. So that is my life. So like, how do I even separate work and life? It's so difficult. And when you're in it that deep, and this is, again, you're hustling and you're just trying to make a name for yourself and you really want to do the best you can, you don't even realize what's happening to you until you can step away from the situation and look back on it. So it's, it's really hard, like for anyone who's listening, who is in a very, you know, strenuous job that requires a lot of your time and life. I feel you and just try to take a deep breath and figure out ways to infuse your self into your life if it's being fully consumed by work. 
One thing I am constantly striving to do for my body is lower inflammation. Higher inflammation means more pain and discomfort, and that's the last thing I want. My number one go-to supplement for inflammation is Turmeric Complex by Paleo Valley. I really, really notice a difference when I am taking this consistently. Their turmeric complex is made with full-spectrum, whole-food, organic turmeric. Most turmeric supplements only contain one specific compound found in turmeric root, curcumin. Turmeric complex contains four powerful superfoods, turmeric, ginger, rosemary, and cloves, the most potent spices for promoting healthy inflammation and protecting against oxidative stress. I'm a huge believer in high quality supplements for our body, and I truly wouldn't recommend this if it wasn't really my go-to. For 15% off, go to paleovalley.com slash diving in. I've had so many conversations recently with either close friends or family about burnout and about, you know, how we're all feeling right now. And it's crazy how wide it spans. You know, I have a close friend of mine who works in New York City in finance. So burnt out. Just life is so freaking crazy. My mom is a first grade teacher Mm -hmm. in Virginia. And, you know, teachers definitely don't get enough credit for the amount of work they have to do. And, I mean, my mom literally will stay up until 2, 2.30 in the morning most nights um, working on these plans, all these assessments, um, the amount of paperwork they have to do for each child. And then on top of that, she has to wake up at 6 a.m. to teach literally our future. Um, and she is so burnt out. And then our agent um, is, you know, expressing how, you know, much it's changed since COVID where people, you know, used to follow up after 24 hours of not hearing back about something. And now she's getting follow-ups every 20 minutes. Yeah. People are too connected right now. (laughs) It's too connected. And I think there's also a conversation to be had about, you know, living in this, you know, pandemic world, post-lockdown world, I should say, Um, because it's, you know, still happening. Um, we were all in this collective rest for a while, a forced, all right, we can't go anywhere. We can't do anything. Work is kind of at this halt. And everyone's like, you know, this is, this is like nice. We all, we all needed it. We all in some way realized we needed that break. Um, and I think there were a lot of people talking about how, you know, once things come back to normal air quotes, um, things will change. The The priorities will be different. We'll all be a little gentler with each other and, <laughs> and our deadlines and expectations. But instead, what I'm seeing is that it's the complete opposite. People are rushing to just make up for lost time. And it's like this panic, this anxiety. It's almost like a manicness of yeah. just like, we have to get this done and we have to get it done as soon as possible. Whereas it's like, guys, did we not just all go through the same thing? <laughs> Totally. And it's also something to say, too, with the whole work from home movement, um, post-COVID life, you know, in theory, it really has improved a lot of people's, um, you know, lifestyle in general, because you can wear comfy clothes, you can make your own lunch, you can do all these things that usually you can't do when you're commuting, you don't have to sit on a train for 40 minutes every day back and forth, you know, New York City deal with the subway. But then it's like, on the other hand, you're constantly at work. There's no separation between your bedroom and your desk. You know, I luckily have a space in my apartment where I can work from. And I've been working from home 
since, you know, before COVID, but I have a friend who lives in the city and her desk is in her bedroom. So she wakes up, sits at her desk in her bedroom, goes to bed in her bedroom, and there is no separation. So like, what does that do mentally for you? You know, it's like the act of actually getting on a train and commuting is a nice distinction between, okay, this is my life and this is work. You get to work. You can socialize with people. You have meetings in person. You have to get dressed. You have to, you know, look presentable. I think like this feeling of burnout has gotten even worse from working at home because you don't have that mental uh, stimulation from conversing in public, like, you know, in the kitchen or at the coffee maker or whatever. And having that Uh, lack of distance between you and your work is just, I think that it really is making this whole email turnaround time quicker. It's making people feel more rushed. It's, it's just not giving us the opportunity to really shut down at the end of the day. Totally. Um, I want to talk about like the pressures that we have to perform when we run our own business, because, you know, as entrepreneurs, that's something that's so prevalent is just, like I said, we, we put these expectations on ourselves and no one's telling us to do them, but that's kind of how we were trained. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I want to hear kind of about what, you know, pressures you put on yourself on a day-to-day basis. Um, I know you're in the process of writing a book. Um, but what, what does that look like for you? Yeah, I'm a big list person. So I love (laughs) writing lists and being able to check it off. And these lists that I make, are pretty much self-imposed lists, you know. Um, There's a lot of pressure to get a lot done. I think for me, it's hard because a lot of these projects I have have longer deadlines. So for the book, for example, um, I signed the deal to start writing it in September 2021. Everything is due March 31st, 2022, comes out a year from then, 2023. So it is kind of a long lead time, but you start to think about how fast time is passing and how the months it's like, (laughs) I don't understand. First of all, side note, the concept of time lately, I just cannot grasp it. It does not feel, feel linear. I'm like, I don't even remember what I did like yesterday or, you know, three months ago. Anyways. Um, so this concept of, you know, making to-do lists for the book specifically, it is a lot of pressure because you want to feel like you're doing the best you can do, but, there's so much planning that goes into it. There's so much, um, you know, I'm doing all of my photography and food styling myself. So there's a lot of grocery shopping and arranging different plates for different days if I have the same ingredients. And, you know, it's like a huge puzzle piece. And that's something that is like very self-inflicted because I could easily hire a photographer. I could easily hire a food stylist. I could hire a whole team to help me with this book. But again, I like being in control and my last book I did by myself. So I feel like, you know, I I just want to continue doing that. Um, But it definitely puts unrealistic standards and a lot of added pressure into my day to day because I'm all of a sudden being, you know, put against these, these massive to do list items. And on top of that, you have the day to day stuff of, you know, brand deals that come in deadlines. I'm a the cheese contributor for food 52. So I have deadlines for that. Um, personal projects like my merch store and my workshops. But again, like all of that is my own idea. I don't have to do these things, but it's the pressure that I want to do as much as I can do. And I'm sure that there is definitely like a psychological reason behind that. You know, like we 
as entrepreneurs have so much invested in what we're doing and we took the leap to do this full time. So we don't want to, you know, slack off in any way because you want to try your best you possibly can. But that being said, I think there's definitely a balance that needs to be had um, to make sure that you aren't doing too much at once and feeling this this burnout stress. Right. And I can completely relate to you with, um, you know, taking so much on yourself and not necessarily wanting to like hire someone to help at all times because there's always a saying that goes through my head. And I don't know if it's the healthiest saying, but like if you want it done right, do it yourself. Yeah. And I've, <laughs> I've, found, I've found that so much. But on the flip side, we started the Doug the Pug Foundation um, in December of 2020. Um, it launched and that helps kids with childhood cancer. And for that, you know, I really wanted – to hire someone who knew what they were doing in the nonprofit space. And so we have this amazing um, woman, shout out Sarah. And it's been one of the first times that I've really had someone running something of yeah. like of our brand. And it's been so helpful, but I've noticed I still experience burnout even with that. Because someone asking me, hey, I need this from you. Hey, can you get this to me? Hey, even if if it's not my idea and it's someone like – they literally just need me to help get their task done. Mm -hmm. It still feels like that pull. Yeah. And, you know, we also work from home and, you know, Doug is our our dog, our baby. And so it's a constant – it it constantly feels like we need to be taking content or we should be shooting something or, you know, if, if something goes on in the world of, you know, pop culture, we have to be at the ready to, um, drop everything and make a video or a TikTok or, you know, now that TikTok is so big, it's like, how do we keep up with making all these videos? But there's so many sectors of things in our brain and, you know, Rob, my husband is my business partner and, and making sure that we have time to just be married and not necessarily be working. So it's a lot, it's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of, you know, just trying to create a schedule that's actually healthy. Yeah. And I feel like I kind of want to dive into two different things you just said. One is this pressure to compete with the trends nowadays mm-hmm. and how trends are so fast and they turn over so quickly. It's like I got to a point, you know, with TikTok, I for a certain amount of time I was trying to keep up with all the food trends that were popping up, you know, like baked feta pasta, I made a baked feta cheese dip. Like, you know, there's all these salami roses, I made a salami rose video <laughs> um to kind of capitalize off that trend that's happening. But then it's gone in like a week and then there's a new one. And it's just that I think, especially if you are in the world of content creation like us, that contributes to burnout a hundred percent. Oh my God. It's just, it's, I mean, with you too, like being so um, infused in pop culture and having that be such a big part of your brand, that's so hard to keep up with if like there's breaking news of, you know, or like not even breaking news, but like celebrity news that everyone's talking Mm -hmm. about. You're like, I have to jump on this right now because this is the thing that people want to see. And at a certain point, it's like, this is your dog. This is like your dog that is part of your family. Like, where is the work-life balance between having 
an animal that you love that you like play with in the yard and then Doug the pug who's this like international dog superstar <laughs> so like that I think work-life balance is difficult and then the other thing is I'd love to hear more about the fact that you work with Rob your husband like that's something that must be you, you I'm sure you have to instill so many boundaries in that because it could go down a slippery slope when it comes to business working with someone you love and um, I haven't been there yet in my experience, but I would love to hear like what you guys do to kind of make sure that you don't burn out with each other. Absolutely. Um, and I'm very lucky and grateful that we naturally mesh very well together and, and his talents are where I don't have talent and mine vice versa. Um, we balance each out. We balance each other out very, very well. Um, but it, it, it's not to say it doesn't come with some challenges, you know, it's, um, one of the things that, you know, I really want to get into and it relates to Rob and I, especially is just hitting a breaking point when it Mm -hmm. comes to burnout. And so my body quite literally several years ago, it was like the height of Doug, the pug, like coming up, you know, viral fame, just quit my job, you know, suddenly like this is full time. This is a thing. Um, I started realizing that like I was not feeling the way that I used to feel. And suddenly I was having extreme pain every month when I had my cycle. And, you know, I got diagnosed with Hashimoto's, which is a thyroid autoimmune disease. And basically some of the symptoms of that are you know, feeling extreme brain fog and lethargic and um, weight gain and, you know, a host of other symptoms, hair loss and your eyebrows. I mean, there's just so, so much because it's an inflammatory condition. And then I was also diagnosed with endometriosis. And endometriosis is basically where the lining of your uterus grows on places where it shouldn't. And it is an extremely painful condition. Um, I basically describe it as I feel like I'm going into labor every three weeks. And the crazy thing about that is when I was diagnosed with these things, when things started getting worse and I realized like, okay, this is not something that's just like going away with whatever. Um, I had to find a way to like have it work for me. Mm Mm-hmm. And one of those things was, you know, just the most open and honest communication with Rob that I could have possibly ever had and being extremely clear with, you know, I can't do any work today. Yeah. Can you please do this? And we've kind of created this system where, you know, if I'm having a really great day, then we can like work through as much as we can without pushing it too far. If I'm not having a really great day, he knows where to keep it running and takes everything off of my plate. And truthfully, I don't know how I could do this job without him. I mean, it's just that plain and simple. But it really goes to show you that when you don't listen to your body and you just continue to push, 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 because we were traveling four times a month at Mm -hmm. one point. Um, your body will, will show you what it needs. And mine was, and still is begging for rest. And yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, a lot. It, I, it is. And 
like that's such a good point too. listening to your body, listening to the physical symptoms of burnout and the physical symptoms of emotional exhaustion. Um, Like according to psychology today, they list a few different examples of signs of physical and emotional exhaustion, which include I'm not trying to be said, what is it? What's the what's that doctor website that you look up? things and it's like WebMD. Yeah, WebMD where it's like, (laughs) I'm gonna die. This is not for that purpose. But it's if you are feeling these symptoms, maybe it's something to think about if you're also very busy. So chronic fatigue is one, which, you know, same thing when I was working at the late show, we it was hard because I was never around natural light or windows because I was in a theater and this theater was always 59 degrees, so freezing cold. And what? yeah, it because they keep it super cold for um, I guess back in the day, the LED, the lights on stage were so hot, they'd have to keep the theater cold. But now it's just like a tradition that they do. And they say that people laugh more when they're cold. So that's part oh of it. Oh, my gosh. But <laughs> yeah, so I would get to a point where John Batiste, who is my boss, he the band leader of um, Stay Human Late Show Band. They're amazing. Go listen to them. Uh, when he would go on stage, that was always my time to like get emails done and get to my office and just kind of like, you know, get some work done. And it'd be around 4.30, 5 p.m. every day. And I would hit the most intense wall of fatigue that I would sometimes have to literally take a nap on the couch. And I was like, yeah, this is normal. Like, I'm just busy. But I realized later on, like, that's not that's not super normal to feel so tired. You can't even keep your eyes open. And the opposite side of that is insomnia, which is another thing that happens when you are feeling emotionally exhausted. I would have so many times, especially in my cheese life now, where I wake up in the middle of the night and my mind is racing about my to-do list and what I have to get done and then creative ideas. And then I just literally can't sleep. And that always kind of ties in with if I'm in a particularly busy, stressful period um, in work, insomnia definitely comes up. Um, And then a few others are forgetfulness, um, impaired concentration, increased illnesses, so getting sick more, loss of appetite, anxiety, depression, anger. Like there's so many different things that happen physically when you think that this is just a mental thing of burnout. No, it is it is a full body (laughs) situation. Um, So I, I think that it's definitely important to take a second and think about how you're feeling and just take stock of your body. And, you know, if if you're feeling these types of way, this type of way, definitely try to seek help or, you know, instill some boundaries and, and slow down if you can. Most of us could use more energy in our day, but caffeine can only do so much. At some point, we need to look at the root causes of our fatigue. It turns out two main factors in low energy are chronic stress and lack of nutrition. Organifi creates delicious superfood blends that address both of these problems. They use adaptogenic herbs and mushrooms to help balance cortisol levels associated with stress, and they make it easier to add more nutrients into your day. You simply mix a scoop into water or the plant-based milk of your choice and enjoy a natural boost of energy. I've been loving the Organifi Red Juice, which helps naturally increase energy when that 3 p.m. slump comes around. It's so delicious, full of beets, berries, Siberian ginseng, and reishi mushrooms. To get 20% off all products, check out Organifi.com slash diving in. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I dot com slash diving in. These products truly are so delicious, and I've been loving every single one I've tried. So check it out and let us know what you think. Again, that's Organifi.com slash diving in for 20% off all products. One other thing 
that I do when I notice I'm like extremely burnt out and I'm like, I literally can't deal with the outside world right now is I'll go on my phone and I'll go on TikTok and I'll look at the time and it's been two hours (laughs) and it's like, oh my God, I just binged. To avoid TikTok is so dangerous. It's I swear, so dangerous. One minute on TikTok is three hours in real life. It's like yeah. some weird portal you enter. <laughs> but it goes to show too with TikTok, you know, with these short little hits that we get on social media of dopamine and adrenaline and laughter. It's there's some study, I don't even know what it is, but it's it's basically we're gambling. It's the oh, same feeling that you get when you when you're in Vegas and you pull the slot machine. Yeah, it's and that, you're like, waiting. High. It's, yeah, it's the quick release, and so it's no wonder that our brains are seeing this all day. Mm-hmm. And on top of all the work we have to do too, this is just oh, yeah. a screen time thing. Like just from looking at our screens, we hit this wall. Because our brains are like, I have more, you know, hormones and chemicals than I know what to do with that are unnatural. And then we're good. And then we're like, okay, I'm so tired. I'm going to go to sleep. And then our brains are like, wait, but I'm awake because I'm confused. Yeah. And then we can't sleep. And what do we do? We open TikTok because we're (laughs) bored. God, it's a toxic cycle. It is. I mean, it's so true. And I think that, you know, COVID aside, I mean, COVID definitely is a reason why we have been on our screens more often than not because all of these physical activities we would do together, events, um, going out to dinner, just all these social face-to-face interactions um, were halted for a while. So people did turn to their phones and I think developed an addiction to their phones. I can 100% say that I'm addicted to my phone. My phone like broke the other day and had like the spinny wheel of death and it was out of commission for like six hours and I didn't know what to do with myself. But then you think about how our phones are so entwined with just our existence you know you have Mm -hmm. google maps you have venmo you have uber you have your bank accounts you have delivery food services like there's so much that um goes into our phones and how we use them in this day and age that it's almost like not even our faults that we're so addicted it's just like it's not at all it's insane I'm sure people listening are going to be like, but Leslie and Marissa like you guys if it weren't for social media and these apps and these phones our current jobs wouldn't be, you know, a thing. And it's it's so true. But that's why, you know, we are doing all we can and working really hard to make sure there is that balance because I do believe we can use social media and these tools and even just any any industry, any job, like we can use that to our advantage and to to grow you know, professionally or grow, grow, you know, your business or your brand, but you can also have a side of yourself that isn't run and inundated by constant feed and, and all of these things and making yourself go crazy. And it's so important. And I mean, you and I have talked about this a lot, but the importance of, you know, both of us are in therapy Mm-hmm. And how much that has helped mentally. Um, and therapy has just given me so many tools and tricks to like 
be able to shut off and feel okay about it and to get into my body and practice gratitude and to also lean into emotions. Mm -hmm. Like if I'm having a really horrible day, like I'm going to feel that and I'm going to cry or I'm going to let it out however I want to express that because holding it in is just as toxic as, you know, the feeling itself. Oh, definitely. And to go kind of deeper into this theme of um, burnout and, you know, we talked about the symptoms, like what else happens when you're feeling burnt out. I kind of want to touch upon those quickly, but then touch upon what you can do to get out of it. Because, you know, like you said, not all social media is bad. We're here creating a podcast that can hopefully reach a lot of people to shed light on these things. So we're using the internet to our advantage right now to, you know, destigmatize all of these different topics in the entertainment industry. Um, but I think that listening to, you know, the the telltale signs of burnout um, are definitely, it, it's beneficial if you're feeling it. So uh, according to a Forbes article, um, number one is shutting down. So in the face of a seemingly impossible situation, you simply stop functioning. <laughs> this I I have definitely been here where it's like you have so much to do and it's almost like you're paralyzed from the thought of it. You're like, I can't do it. I literally can't do it. There's so much on my plate. There's so much happening. I just, I'm done. I can't do it. Yeah. And And that's the thing that's like, and then it piles up more and more and more and you're just like, ah. (laughs) Yeah, not doing it gives you more anxiety and anticipation and then it's like a double whammy and you're just like, oh my gosh. What do I do? The next one is compartmentalizing. So when you compartmentalize, you shut down certain parts of the brain and attempt to focus on just a few things at a time. By ignoring, denying, or repressing certain things, you miss the big picture. You might skip tasks or complete only parts of the assignment and your work may become erratic and inconsistent. I feel like I for sure compartmentalize less in this way of tasks, but more with logic versus emotion. Mm. So it's like, if I have to get something done logically, I'm like, yeah, I'll get this done. I got it. And emotionally, I just compartmentalize it, put under the bed, don't think about it. But then those emotions will find their way out from under the bed. (laughs) Yeah. And it will, it'll bite you in the butt. Um, The other thing, this one I actually really can relate to because I do this a lot, channelizing. So it's like having tunnel vision. You focus on one thing to the total exclusion of all others. (laughs) We can have such a tight focus on the task at hand that oftentimes uh, we ignore changes in our environment, incoming phone calls, or other signals of important or time-sensitive information. Um, For me, you know, when I get into book writing mode or just like email mode, I will just sit at my computer glued to my desk for like eight hours. I won't even like drink water. I won't eat. I won't like, I just go channel. I'm like... And this is what we were laughing about earlier when we're talking about all these things. I'm like, oh, my God, I do all these things. I'm like, (laughs) I'm burnt out. What the heck? Um, Do you you feel like you channelize at all or do you have a better balance of that? I... I feel like I do. And it honestly just depends on where I'm at, like in my body and in my head. Like there's some days when I feel like I get through it. I get through my list. I'm, I'm in this mood of like communicating and, you know, problem solving. And then there's just some days, like you said, like, I just like throw my phone on the bed. I'm like, I literally can't, I can't (laughs) take this call. I can't do, I can't do anything. I don't want to talk to anybody. And I've learned to just lean into that and to like not give myself guilt and shame for feeling that way because 
like we've been saying this whole episode, like this is, it's, it's unnatural for us to have to do all of the things that all of us in this, you know, generation in this world are doing with work. Like we should have days where we're like, I'm not talking to a single person today. Like oh, I just, yes, I just necessary. need, <laughs> I need my me time. I need to take some space. And there have been days where I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to take a bath and I'm yeah. turning off my phone and then I take a bath and then I'm like, oh, I actually feel really up for it. And then I have a random spurt. I feel that way a lot about like sharing my personal life online. Mm-hmm. Um, there are times when, you know, I, I'm like all about posting on my Instagram stories. And then there's like a week where I just don't post at all. I'm like, I literally don't even want to put my life in in the public at all this week. I just, I can't even invite people to like take a peek in. I just want to be me um and, yeah, and that goes into that goes into boundaries and so the last uh the last one according to Forbes is what we already talked about overindulging coping mechanisms so when chaos happens we tend to overindulge in things like TV, TikTok, comfort foods, alcohol, endless scrolling, etc. and cheese and so, bugs. Cheese and bugs. But that's, you know, we we have a that's I wouldn't say that's a coping mechanism. That's just a necessity. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, but yeah, so to go into, we talked about all of the symptoms. We talked about everything that happens when you're burnt out. How do we fix this? Because we're diving in, we're taking it apart. We need a solution. And I think that there's a few really positive ways to get yourself out of these spirals. And I know that you have some good advice. I do. Um, the first thing that I would say is, you know, when you feel like you really do need to take a break, that's literally shutting off your phone, whether it's the do not disturb mode or installing the screen time app on your phone. Um, I've noticed that's really helpful for me because like in those moments of binging TikTok, like it'll, you know, shut off. I'll give myself a 15 or 20 minute limit. And then after that's done for the day, that's done for the day. And when I have that urge, I go outside. If it's a nice day outside, go for a walk or just take my shoes off and put my feet in the grass if you live in an area where you can do that and ground. Um, I'm a pretty spiritual person and I believe a lot in, you know, energetics and our connection with the earth to get real deep there. But it's it's a real thing. Um, It's how we can calibrate. And there is never a time where I don't feel better. I agree. It's definitely hard living in the city in New York because I run into a lot of um, feelings of escapism where Mm -hmm. it's it's a little bit it's a little hard here sometimes, you know, especially in the winter when there's not a lot of leaves or parks. You know, I have a park near my house and I definitely during the day try to um, when I'm not channelizing, try (laughs) to go on a walk and just clear my mind. Um, whether that's like listening to music, listening to a podcast, and just walking, just getting fresh air, going walk to the park, um, sitting by the river. But nothing compares to being like in true, true nature, like in the middle of the woods or mm-hmm. around mountains or around the ocean. It's something that is so much bigger than you and can really just take your whole perspective and shift it immensely because I think when we are so sucked into our phones and TikTok, it's this alternate universe that doesn't even exist. If you think about it, it's literally, it doesn't exist. It exists, but what is it? 
Meanwhile, you go into nature, you're like, I can feel the grass, I can feel the breeze, I can dive into the water and like just be a part of this world. And it really makes you feel a lot of gratitude. Um, Something that also helps me is, you know, developing hobbies outside of my job, especially when you work in something that you love and it's a passion. I've started to write a lot more, write poetry, write in my journal. Um, I've been really into going to spin class. Like exercise has been a huge thing. Growing up, I hated, hated exercise. My mom is a personal trainer. That was fun growing up with her. Um, I always tried to reject everything she'd tell me to do because, you know, you're a kid and you're like, I'm not going for a run. I'm not working out, you know. Uh, However, I was a volleyball superstar in high school and like that was something that... (laughs) That was an exercise for me. But after high school into college, I was like, my exercise is binge drinking on the weekends, which obviously does not feel good for your body. So when I got to um, New York and, you know, was working at the Late Show, burnt out, feeling like crap, um, it actually took for a really big breakup for me to just reassess my entire life and change my lifestyle. And I found spin class. And this is something that I was always like, you know, I would always make fun of Soul Cycle. I'm like, that's a cult. I don't like it. It's stupid, whatever. I took a class. The instructor played like all of my favorite songs. And I'm such like a musical person that I was like, wait, this is this is a workout. First of all, in the pitch black dark. And you just get to listen to your favorite songs. This is sick. So that became a huge part of my um, routine, which gets out so much pent up energy that you otherwise wouldn't be able to release if you were just like sitting on your phone inside all day. So definitely getting into nature, definitely exercising if you can, um, and picking up hobbies that can separate you from your work. Love spin class. Um, Shout out to the Peloton fam. I haven't been able to ride in a while, but I'm like so excited to get back to it. Um, yeah, hobbies are are vital. I mean, anything that can get you out of your head and into your body. Um, like I my my favorite hobby is to write and play music. And yeah. um, that's a really fun thing that Rob and I get to do together because he's a producer and he's an amazing musician. And so There's nothing quite like after a really stressful day, us going into the studio and just like having fun. And um, that's been teaching me a lot because it's something that it is such a big hobby of mine and a passion of mine. And it's something that like I would like to see some sort of commercial success with, whether it be like having a song in a commercial. Like I don't want to go on tour or I don't have this urge to be like an artist, but it's something that it's like a, a passion, but how do I not? Put, <laughs> how do you not make it into your job? <laughs> yes. How do I not make it into my job? Because all of my other this passions have become into my job. And so it's just yeah. like, just even like vocalizing, like, I'm just having fun with this. Yes. I'm just doing this for fun. It feels really good. Um, it does. It's nice to have those like sacred hobbies that aren't meant to be professional jobs like like I recently got into like astrology and reading birth charts which was something that literally came out of COVID because I I went to a astrologist for fun she peered into my soul I was like this is wild what is this and just dove deep into astrology and I have people all the time asking me like oh can you read my birth chart can you read my friend's birth chart and like I could probably start a business doing this but I'm like nope this is for me this is just passion I'm not going to do this full time. 
Because I think both of us with our personalities, we just want to, when we like something, we want to just go full force with it. And that means make it into a business. Like you did it with Doug. I did it with cheese. And it is kind of this like boundary of like, okay, this, this one's just for me. This one isn't for everyone. So I'm keeping this sacred to myself. So that's definitely very important. One other thing that I've found a lot of um, peace and enjoyment with lately is reading. Oh, yeah. And that's something – it's funny. We talk about, like, the negatives of TikTok or just, like, scrolling. But there's also so many positives. And one of those things is just the book recommendations on TikTok. I feel like I'm finding my love for reading again. And it's been so nice to just, like, totally get absorbed into a book and, like, not even know where my phone is and just get into this story. I did want to give a book recommendation that's not – it's not like a, a story. It's 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 about what we're talking about. And that's it's called Set Boundaries, Find Peace, A Guide to Reclaiming Yourself. And that's by Nedra Glover Tawab. Um, she's an amazing account to follow on Instagram or anywhere on social media. And she gives you a lot of empowering tools to have boundaries, not only with um, the people in your life, but also, you know, that that trails down to work too. Um And I will also say something that I've learned on the subject of boundaries is, you know, people that are in your life that you work with or are your friends and you find that they're taking a lot of your energy and draining you and you're finding yourself dreading conversations with them or you're just in a constant ball of stress when they email you or call you like, it is worth examining that relationship and seeing if it is healthy for you or toxic for you because we can experience burnout from people. Yeah, definitely. It's not 100% a job, I am a too hard of a worker thing. It's like if you're not with the right people, this can happen just from that. Yeah. it's People are a huge part of this, huge part. So that kind of wraps up our – our diving in of burnout. I hope you guys were able to connect to some of this. Um, if you're in, if you're burning out right now, we're with you. We got you. Like, let's just go walk in the grass and breathe the air. <laughs> go listen to some healing frequencies on Spotify. <laughs> yeah, go listen. Go do that. Find a hobby. Um, it's gonna be okay. That's, it will be okay. We we have control. Even when it doesn't exactly. feel like we have control, we absolutely have control. And um, I hope that you guys could get some useful info out of this episode. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Diving In. This show is a resident media production produced by Drake Peterson and edits by Chris McCone. The theme song is by Rob Chanelli. As always, if you like this episode, please share us with your friends and family. Give us a five-star review and hit that subscribe button to be reminded when a new episode comes out. If you have any questions for the show, our email is info at divingin.community. To stay up to date with all things Diving In, you can follow us on Instagram at divingin pod or visit us online by going to divingin.community. See you next time.